Hey, 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 you're listening to MMA and Beyond. Thank you so much, every Episode 37, we talk about fights, the fight game mindset, and whatever else comes up. Thank you, everybody who's listening on iTunes. Thank you so much for everyone who's listening everywhere. Don't forget those five-star ratings. We've got so many now. Thank you so much to everyone who's doing it. Take two seconds, even if you post a thumbs up with that five-star rating. It helps other people find the show already growing, growing, growing. Thank you to On It, On It, of course, the health and well fitness juggernaut dedicated to delivering total human optimization. I've been using it. Ray, you use it. Really, really good. Feel fantastic. Dr. Sherry monitoring the entire time. I appreciate that. If you use On It products, they have so many products from lifestyle to supplements to food to keto boxes to all kinds of stuff. Check out onit.com slash MMA beyond. You can benefit from our promo code. You get a discount. Tell them you're with us. Promo code is MMA beyond. Don't forget to check out Ray Longo at Ray Longo MMA. Longo and Weidman MMA.com. He's also on the Anakin Florian podcast. And of course, I'm a pretty findable fella, Steve Maraboli. And our website's MMA Beyond. Dr. Sherry, how could they find you? They can find me at? On Instagram. On Instagram, I'm relaying. At uh, Doc period Sherry. I think that period's been long gone, but... uh, (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, pal. Wow. You couldn't come up with anything better than that. Are you kidding me, Christopher Dusa? Ray Longo, you're tired. You've had a busy couple of of months. Out of my mind tonight. What's happening? I saw you at the gym earlier. I felt like you were going to put in at least another two hours of working maybe, out. Maybe that's what did it. I, <laughs> I was feeling good then. Now I'm, I think the three weeks of nonstop fights has finally caught up to me. Multiple continent oh, fights, man. wins, losses, everything's going well. How did this weekend go? Uh, I'll tell you, a great card at the Ring of Combat in Atlantic City. Uh, we had Edwin Smart fight. They run those. those they I tell you, this really was a well. really, really good card. Eddie had a great fight. Uh, he didn't win, but, uh, he, uh, for the first time, man, he let it go, you know, and I got, you know, hats off to his opponent cause he took some big shots. He hung in there and he was able to get the, the knockout win over Eddie. But listen, man, I think it's, uh, like every other loss or, uh, you know, any obstacle, it's the time to grow and he's going to grow from this fight. He, I saw well, a lot of tell things. That he's the type of guy that would. Yeah. Look, he's in a gym where. I mean, you had Aljo get knocked out bad, you know, and they came back and had two of his best fights ever. So he's surrounded by guys that have, you know, met adversity and come back. And, and that's the, that's really the beauty of the gym. You're not alone when something bad happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Especially a guy like Edwin, he, where he, he's one of the gym motivators. He's, he's definitely a team player. He helps out everybody. And, yeah. And, and, and sure he was, he was really down and I, that makes me feel bad, but, um, I think he's going to see, and with time, well, what a, you know, it was an opportunity for him to really, really get better and to make some adjustments. So, you know, look, if if he would have did nothing, that would have been worse. You know what I mean? Or if his cardio gave out, that would have been worse. He fought, man. It was a really exciting fight. It was going his way. He's going to have to make a couple of adjustments. He slipped up and. You know, that's what happens when guys are that big. But, uh, again, he's surrounded by people that have been in way worse adversity than that, that have come right back like nothing's happened, and that's what's going to define who you are. Now, when someone like you, meaning somebody who's who really, really knows the depth of what you're looking at here, 
can you pinpoint a moment where you, you, you know, pause right there? That's where he should make this adjustment or that's where it started unra- uh, unraveling. Is that, can you, do you see it that clearly? Uh, yeah, I could see it that clearly, but with him, it was, it was different. He, he was in control. Uh, and it, and it might've looked like he was even showboating, but I don't think he was uh, cause I watched him spar and, uh, this one was a little tough. You know, I think he, he just got caught, you know, that saying like, you know, you got caught. Uh, this is, this is the it, definition. Man. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, he made the guy miss a lot. The guy made him miss a lot. Eddie landed some big, big, big combos. The guy survived. And again, that's why I say hats off to that guy because he withstood a couple of barrages that the average guy probably wouldn't. So, you know, and that's that, that to me is more of the takeaway. You can't hit a guy and think he's just going to go to sleep and then, Maybe that starts to Maybe short start, You know, you see what I'm saying, right? So the fact that, right. exactly. So there's, it's going to be more. Like Apollo Creed gonna be with more, Rocky It's going to be more mental stuff, I think. Physically, uh, you know, obviously there's there's a couple of adjustments, but nothing like an aha moment, you know. How was that drive to Atlantic City? No, no the drive wasn't bad. You know, it's uh, it beat ten hours in the plane. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, it's just. You know, yeah, that, that's a great event. I've been to a couple of those. Those are, those are great. They run really, really well. I, I really, I really yeah, enjoy yeah, it. No, Shout out to uh, Matt Cully and, and Ryan Munkin who were they were commenting. I, you know, I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah, they were. And it is my show, and obviously Munkin. Negative, yeah, you Munkin. Know Munkin. No, no, I'm saying I didn't even know they were commentating. <laughs> we, we've gone over this. I tell you, we what, know Munkin, man, the personality of a clothespin. <laughs> but uh, they picked a couple of good guys. <laughs> you do. Very nice guys, though. UFC Brazil was this past weekend. Um, I didn't even know until it was until I got the notice on my phone that the prelims are starting. I didn't even know that this was happening. I don't know if that's a promotion thing. I don't know if I was too busy. Uh, but apparently, some great some some great fights. Uh, I can't be the only one who didn't realize it was happening or, or just didn't have it in my plans to watch it. Uh, but some some good uh, some good fights there. I was surprised to see um, smiling Sam Alvey lose by knockout. I was surprised to to see that he he was be. I thought that that the Nogueira is, is tough, but I thought that Sam Alvey would get the win there. Um, well, Nogueira went for it, man. He went for he it. Went that's for that it. that's that theme again. You know, um, yeah, that was that was interesting, but. That was one of those fights. Whoever got to who first probably was going to win because it looked like uh, Noguera buckled a little bit, but he hung tough and uh, yeah, he found his range and then it was over. I think he was off a little bit at the beginning, but he found it pretty quick. Did you watch that press conference at all? The Khabib Connor press conference? I got to tell you, I saw maybe three quarters of it, I'm going to say, but I, enough of it to know. I, I, I tell you, very interesting. Now, that's I'm for interested you. to know what you think. I'll tell you what I think. I, I think McGregor definitely did his homework, man. That's one thing. He came prepared. And here, here's my, my feel because I know Khabib. Uh, I like Khabib. I think Khabib's a straight shooter. I think he stands for the right thing. I think he's a real likable guy. I always enjoy even – I don't know him that well, but it always feels sincere when you say hello. You know, some guys it doesn't. But he's a good guy. So I do think McGregor – knew that he couldn't, he wasn't going to rile him up. 
So what does he do? He destroys. And I tell you, and I learned a couple of things, and I've been around for a while. He destroys the character of the people that he's surrounded by, that he's yeah. associated with. So it's almost guilt by association. And man, did he come prepared. And, you know, listen, nobody, and I know Ali. You know what I'm saying? And it's kind of weird. I didn't even know. You know, if it's true, I'm just saying, but the guy was a snitch. Obviously, it was, you know, nobody likes a snitch. It's, it's, it puts <laughs> right. everybody in a weird position. Then it comes out, you know, he's screaming that thing. You know, I think, first off, the biggest loser on the thing is is poor Ali. He got dragged into it, but now his dirty laundry was aired out right. to a lot of to people. a lot of people. You know what I mean? So if you were even on the fence with that guy, you know, even the thing with, when he was talking about Noah, now he's bringing his son in who supposedly... Uh, what I read, again, what I read, I don't know, I didn't hear it from anybody, but what I read was uh, when he wasn't informing, he kind of let the kid go, and the kid was with his mother, and he was behind in child support, like $50,000, which which I can't believe, like when I fill out an application for the commissions, they ask you, you know, do you have any child support problems, you know, so I don't even know if that's true, how he could even be a manager, but he... Uh, and then the kid came on record as saying his stepfather's the best man he ever knew, and that's the guy that raised him. And he's supposedly a really nice kid, so the mom and the stepdad did a good job. But that's the guy who got hammered in that thing more than anything. And McGregor was yelling at him, and you know, I don't think it's stuff that's you know he's not getting sued for libel or for, no. It uh, seems that Ma yeah. McGregor goes for the job. Let me tell you, everywhere. he had that shit locked down. Who? The other guy was associated with who's in jail. So he did do a good job in attacking the people that were around him. I don't think there's anything else to attack with Khabib because, again, I think he's a good guy. But, man, did he go balls to the wall. And he and, probably did. He probably did study it really, really well. And no, he saw came that, up with a game Khabib plan. Didn't, he didn't really have anything on him. Yeah, he knew like he, he wasn't going to be the normal dance partner. Right. I mean, you know, because so he he's not that guy. You know what I mean? And plus, you know, he's not, you know, he speaks enough English, but he's not going to get into that type of confrontation. He's not, he, I think he realized he wasn't going to get into the guy's head. So let's do it. Let's go somewhere else. Let's attack the people that he's close to. And man, did he, did he light that shit up? Because I'm telling you, he like, I know care. people, I, like, I, I know a couple of people and I got to even think, well, that's pretty, if that shit is true, that's not good. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's it's just true, not, good. not good. No, it's right. just not good. You know, it's not good for a lot of reasons. But you know, I thought he, uh, me, and I, and honestly, I think he went over the top with it. But you know, it's it's war. Obviously, I, to him, for it's him, war. it's war. For, it, for him, it's war. I mean, he like proved he did it. with the Mayweather, and he didn't come in with bullshit either. And I'm saying he's well, he goes straight for it. Yeah, and he's squared away. So i think he did a good job of doing something i don't know what it is but like again i think poor ali comes out you know he just went to support his guy and he comes out getting attacked like he's running for office right you know what i mean which he'll never be running for office obviously does, does it affect the fight at all do you see it affecting the fight at all no you still see khabib winning yes do you do you give connor like i think that connor has the first like i would say that first couple minutes of the first round to really shock the world kind of thing. And beyond that, it's just going to be a long, grueling night for him. Uh, he's got, he definitely has his opportunity to win that fight. I just, I don't know. I think the other guy, you know, I, Javier Mendez isn't stupid. 
and I think they'll take away that that left hand and that fight hits the floor. He it's it's not like you know you're pulling guard and you could rush there. That guy is just beating the crap out of you. I mean, I know it from Al. You know what I mean? And Al, Al got went, pulled in a little hmm. bit. Al got pulled in in the sense that they never mentioned Al. <laughs> but but uh, Connor, Connor actually he doesn't really do it towards Al as much as he is trying to yeah, discredit his belt, exactly. uh, Khabib's belt. So Connor says, "Your fa- your fake belt over there. You beat the guy ranked number eleven, a real estate agent. You bring that belt on stage like it's a real belt. You're a phony, a fake, and I'm going to expose you." So Khabib, well, he's got his chance to expose him. But I'll Khabib tell you, respected Al, man. I really liked it, yeah. and, and he it says, "I'm going the distance with Al." Because Connor kind of poked at it as if uh, you know he had an easy fight, yeah. uh, and Khabib uh, chimes in and says, "Listen, it's okay. This is a this this is a top guy. He beat a lot of top guys. I don't think he's an easy fight for anybody." Still speaking of Al, he's good. He's a tough guy, and I think he beat a lot of guys in the top ten. He, he already beat them, right? And, Without a doubt. And so now he's, now he's got to put up a shut up with that too, because he's got to prove that. Uh... You know he he could do a better job than Allen. I'm I'm saying that doesn't happen. I don't think I don't think I don't think it happens. A, I don't think he's as durable. I don't think he has the heart. I don't think he has. Hey, the he doesn't same have heart. the wrestling chops either. He's, he's Al can wrestle, even though he didn't wrestle for that camp. He still it's in his blood, you know. So and plus you know he had Matt really coaching him out of some shitty positions that if you're not squared away down there, you're gonna other guys couldn't do it. Barboza couldn't do it. Michael Johnson couldn't do it. Rafael Dos Anjos couldn't do it. He beat some really good guys. I mean, ragdolled them. And this guy was fighting at 45. I mean, I don't know. He's He's got his work cut out for him. He's got his work cut out for him. It did seem, the press conference did seem, although weird not having the, the, the an audience in there. I do understand Dana White's position of not having the audience in there. But being that, it did seem like a Conor McGregor kind of show. And when you see, like, he signed a six-fight contract with the UFC and and of course penned in there is that his his whiskey um, proper twelve I think it's called yeah proper twelve is 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 an official rep is is officially represented at every card that McGregor is at I think that that's a um, it just seemed like the Conor McGregor show in that sense and 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 he was toasting and he was having the the, the whiskey I thought that was fun it was it was definitely entertaining. Interesting, though, when you say Khabib seems like a good dude, he said he felt like the conference was about promoting alcohol and there was too much cursing. He doesn't want to be a bad example for the young fans. And he tells TMZ Sports, I want to be a good model for the younger generation. Seems like a good dude. Seems like a dangerous dude. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you can't disagree with what he's saying. You know what I mean? I mean, that whole press conference does nothing for the UFC because every fighter that's looking at that now feels like they've been cheated. I don't get to, I don't even get to have a sponsor. This guy's promoting his business it, on there. You know what I mean? He's holding up it's, two bent belts. Yeah. It's not, not, it's not he, like he's, he's going to sponsor when he's not fighting, like he's going to pay for a sponsorship. Fighters are arguing to be mentioned yeah. <clears throat> in promos. You know, so I, I think it's going to... he's got a whole press conference. <laughs> yeah. I think... Uh, uh, I think it, I, I think I don't think it was a good precedent, and uh, well, I think that it 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 kind of shoot the UFC has kind of put themselves, and again, we've been talking about this business model for a while. They've put themselves in a position where now they they are forced 
to have these mega events. They're forced to have these mega events, and it shoots so many of the fighters right in the foot because it doesn't. Interesting thing, not, to bore you with business for a second, one of the reasons why some major retailers don't have sales, they just they try to keep their prices as low as possible, is because co- uh, companies like JCPenney uh, and those type of companies, the reason they're going bankrupt and the reason they have these issues is because they would have these mega sales. Don't forget this Memorial Day sale and it's 50% off or back to school sale. And people would just wait for those sales. They would just wait for those sales to purchase. So now they had to have, every time you go into a JCPenney, some buy one, get one, buy one. It's always a sale somehow. And they shot themselves in the foot and uh, been struggling ever since and fighting off bankruptcies ever since because they have to do that. A lot of retail companies did that. UFC seems for me, to have followed a similar model where they had these spectacular events and now their numbers are so low everywhere else because instead of instead of supporting the fighters the way that they could have, it could would have cost them more. But if they were playing a longer game, they could have supported those fighters instead of requiring them to kind of do their own thing. Yeah. And they could have uh, avoided this. But now they have they're stuck and they have to have these mega sales <laughs> in order to have uh, in order to have That's the kind of numbers that they makes want. Sense, yeah. For sure. Because I mean, I mean, I'll say this thing is definitely going over a million. I don't think it's doing two million. He said it's trending. He meaning Data White. He said it's trending at two point five, which is would obliterate the last record. Right. He said he claims it's trending at two point five million pay per view buys for the McGurker. But what that means, whether what relationship that has to reality. I'm not sure. Yeah. I know I'm not as interested. I think that I think that I'm interested, but I'm not as interested as I've been for other. I fights. just don't think they had the right marketing so far. I mean, that press conference. Unless you they, were saying, you've been uh, saying that for yeah, a while. Unless they think that press conference is drawing in John Q. Public, where you're. I mean, look, the guys that are going to watch that fight are going to watch that fight. You know what I mean? But the average person, like even with. Um, Mayweather. I mean, you did have the boxing audience, you know, that you could drag into that because he had, you know, he was a huge draw in boxing. Uh, Khabib, I don't think, is a big draw. I don't think him and Al did big numbers. You know what I mean? Uh, Jones and Miochik didn't do anything spectacular. So if if this does, it's not, I don't think it's going to do 2.5, but it'll probably do a million five, I think. I think it could get up there. and uh, It would show you the power of Conor. I'll tell you, it would, sure. I'm going to tell you something. It will. Because you know that that's And a, honestly, no, nobody Khabib could argue Diaz. with that. And nobody could argue with right. that. Khabib you know? isn't Diaz. So Diaz not. could say, listen, I have a big follow, cult right. kind of following, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, Khabib yeah. can't say that. Yeah. Khabib does not have a cult following. And, and McGregor, if he can still pull that off. You know, I've talked to a couple of people who I've asked, hey, are you looking forward to Did you see this press conference? And they, they couldn't even imagine that there would be a press conference. But I say, would you watch that McGregor thing? And, and I had a couple of them say, no, dude comes here and he and he uh, commits crimes in our country. No, mm-hmm. not supporting him. Yeah. yeah, I've heard that a lot. Yeah. Steve, do you think that it's um, relevant or, or was a good idea for Dana to use the uh, Barclays bus incident in the promo? I think that for what they do, yes. I don't think it was right, but I think it was right for business as far as what 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 he wants to do. He he the way he's saying it, which is for every fighter listening that says the entertainment models bullshit, 
Thank you, Dr. Sherry, for bringing up the crime that was committed in Brooklyn, why it was part of the promo. Dana White's answer was, it's part of the story. That's why I put it in there. They're creating a narrative. This is an entertainment What happens when the next guy does that? What happens when Ray Borg does that next well, time? What, what will happen? Well, what happens is this was, again, what I'm saying to you, what you right. were saying, what you were saying, where fighters are trying to get names right. somewhere, but this guy's able to, 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 to sponsor his own business during a press conference. Conor McGregor did this, and he, quote, unquote, gets away with it. If if Mike McGregor did this, right. he'd still be in jail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's but, the that's, but I'm saying, like, this is the problem now. Well, well, because they are copycats. A because lot of look, fighters. Turn I'm going to tell you something. One thing in business, you gotta have. It's got to be the same rules for everybody. Else, it really will cause dissension, especially it, like at the exactly. gym. You can't have one guy walking around with his shirt off. And everybody else has to keep theirs on. I mean, it just causes a major problem. It causes what you're seeing in the UFC. Without a doubt. It, that's what it's causing. So so is it is it going to be is it going to be um anything other than that? No. Dana White has made it clear that he's he's following this entertainment model. He, he had CM Punk go in there and make ten times what some of the right. better fighters have made. And, and and he didn't blink. He didn't apologize, he didn't blink. He had a story to it. They had, they they did a, a, a like a, a whole video leading up to it, training leading up to his training and all that. They put tons of money into it unapologetically. This is yeah. this is an entertainment model, and that's Dr. Sherry. That's what that. But I'm saying, you. even when he see- says it's part of a story. That means there's a narrative. They're entertaining you. There is a story here, and but it's, even with the CM Punk thing, that, that he didn't draw any uh, big pay per view numbers, did he? If he went in there and got killed like he did last time and had that really ugly, sloppy fight, but there were still a million pay-per-view guys, he'd already be scheduled for right, his next exactly. fight. Yeah. Again, he'd already be scheduled. That goes on with with that Logan Paul. Remember how we're yeah, fascinated yeah, yeah, with the yeah, Logan yeah. Paul thing? Uh, Dana White, when asked about it, he said um, something to the effect of, uh, if I let Logan Paul fight in the UFC, I should be arrested. It would end in murder, right? But Logan Paul answers, "Stop acting like you do it for the sport." Like that. <laughs> we'll put Logan Paul against CM Punk, put him and and it would sell. It yeah. would sell. But if you were to put that, would actually sell. Yeah, that would yeah. sell. That yeah. would sell. And 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 I still think the move is to is to do a for Sage and those kind of guys to do it outside of the UFC yeah, 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 and yeah. then come back in, then come back in. Better. Better be entertained uh, and make most of the money than entertain everyone and make the least amount of the money. Folks, MMA and Beyond, you know you can send us your feedback questions at MMAandBeyond.com or you could reach straight out to Ray, Ray Longo MMA, or straight out to me, Steve Maraboli. Let's go with um, Gregory J. Always an interesting question when we talk about different leagues. Now we're talking about the PFL. We've got some good friends in there. Interesting, Ray. Dr. Sherry, that in the PFL playoffs, Gregory writes, all competitors will be required to win two fights in one night. How is that sanctioned? That's a great question because usually after fights you'll read, I might go to a site like uh, MMAfighting.com or MMA Junkie and and you'll see uh, XYZ fighter suspended for however many days they can't train or whatever because their hand hurts or their face hurts or whatever it is. How how would it be that they'd be able to fight twice in one night? Would they have to get through that one fight clean? Like Yeah, so each fighter would have to be examined by a doctor after the fight and determine whether or not they can 
go on to the next round. They're usually alternative fighters uh, in in the wings, just in case you know somebody can't continue. Huh? What do you think of that, right? Think of what? <laughs> what that, that doctor has to look at him after the fight. Yeah, like what do you think of that being a possibility of your fighter fights twice in a night? Well, I mean, look, they, they sanctioned the UFC back in the day when, you know, they did four fights in the same night, three fights in right. the same night, you know. So that, that's Gracie not no sanctioning right. that end of it, you know what I mean? But the problem is, and they've even done that in, you know, Glory or the K1 where you had a fight, uh, you know, three times in the same night. They'd always had filling fights, so you had longer in between. But that's no picnic. But they, they, um, they, they definitely sanctioned it. But you run the risk of somebody getting hurt, and then you screw up that whole dynamic. So what's the what's the what's the strategy there? Have it have it in a place where the sanctioning isn't that tough. Well, I no, mean, but I mean, like no, much, where, yeah. where, where do you? No, but they, they do you those, do? the first. Those some of those were sanctioned in in some serious states, but um, you know again maybe it was at a time when you know things were a little looser and now everybody's uh, you know had a lot of eyeballs on everything. So I don't know. I, I don't like the tournament style like that though. As a doctor, it's always nerve wracking because if one person in the on one side of it, so you know has an easier fight, right, and then fighter B who has to face that fight. That fighter, right? So he's got a quick knockout, and the other guy's got it. He went through a grueling, grueling, right? That's something that you need to look at really closely before you let that go on. That's pretty cool. And and again, the PFL—they're getting closer and closer to handing out that money. (laughs) Can't wait for that. (laughs) To see how that check looks like. Uh, Listen, it's it's great to see organizations rising and thriving, and 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 hopefully this goes really well for them. I'm hoping it goes well for them. I like the idea of fighters having options, especially as as you start to see the, the the scenescape change a little bit. I like seeing fighters having options with Bellator, with PFL. I like this option of being able to put on your own stuff. <laughs> I really like that one a lot. Um, so thank you for your question, Gregory. Uh, P. Torres writes about celebs. He says, Stephen Ray have rubbed elbows with a lot of celebs. Any celebs that stood out as surprisingly real or exceptional? Also, did any surprisingly disappoint you? Uh, well, obviously, I'm going with Kevin James as a just a really good guy, man. Really liked the guy a lot. He's for real. He's uh, you know he's a Long Island guy, and for a guy that's an A-lister like him, he's just a great dude, he man. He does like seem a very really really good guy. You've seen him regular. at the gym, and yeah. he comes down, he brings his son, he Super watches, nice. he hangs out with everybody. And, uh, yeah, he's just a, he's a good dude, you know, uh, I don't know how many other celebs and I don't know, you know, through him, I've met Adam Sandler a couple of times. Seems like a great guy. Um, I don't know, but those, those two guys in particular. How about you, Dr. Sherry? Um, I have to go with, I love Emily Mortimer, uh, from the newsroom. I think she's down to earth, great, educated, Oxford educated, speaks Russian, has a great family. HBO series. HBO what series. What a great series that was. It was a fabulous, one of my favorites. Yep. That, um, who's the lead in that? What was his name? Jeff that, Daniels. From, from, yeah, yeah. yeah he made guy. more than 50 grand than that one for sure. Yeah, um, yeah he made up for it. He yeah, made, he made, he made, he's made been up fine with since. With the sequel and yeah. that show, I'm sure yeah, he he's did been good. fine ever since. Um, for me, uh, too many surprisingly disappointing. So I'm going to stay with the positive. And 
I'm going to go down under. I'm going to say the most exceptional, because it's all of them, is the Irwin family. Terry Irwin, Bobby Bindi Irwin, Irwin, and Robert Irwin. They, I'm going to go with they are the most exceptional. Now, when I first met them, I remembered, I'm not like the animal guy. I'm not go to the zoo guy. So I remember the crocodile hunter. I remember it, it was more of just a social thing, memes almost. Um, but I never really watched it or paid attention to it. When I was in Australia, uh, I was invited out to Australia Zoo to, to uh, buy the Irwins. And I went out. In Australia, they are royalty i mean yeah, australia so. they're everywhere they're billboards everywhere they're they are australia and, I, and apparently i didn't realize how famous they were here as well but again dancing with the stars and animal shows weren't my thing so i meet the irwins they spend t- probably close to 12 hours with me it wasn't like hi yeah. walk around our zoo and then swing by and shake hands with us it was me and the irwins yeah, yeah. walking around the zoo which by the way they live at and the most sincere, right? Most of the people I talk to will speak to me one way, and then when we're, you know, just in a room like this, they'll they'll give me the angle, like why we wanted to meet with you. This is what we're strategizing. How do we do this? How do we do this in in the right way? How do we do this in the most effective way? That yeah. kind of stuff. Never once, never once. Open doors, closed doors, whatever it was. If it was just us, if there were other people there. It didn't matter. They were sincere. They were honest. This is what they. This is how they're doing. This is what they're building on on Steve Irwin, the Crocodile Hunter's dream. He had a vision for that place that extended for years and years. And they're following it. And open doors or closed doors, the, all they want is a happy and healthy Earth. Yeah. And and so surprising to me because that's something that wouldn't normally resonate with me. And they had me by the end of the day, Doctor Sherry. They had me. With a carrot in my mouth, as a giraffe with its tongue took it out of my face. Yeah. Like I would love to that, see that. that. We have pictures of that. I, the only thing I wouldn't do is hold a snake. No thanks. This Robert Irwin was holding this huge snake, yeah, and he was like, my, "You want me to put it on you? No, absolutely yeah. not. No, yeah, that's, a, that's a huge snake. No thanks." But yeah, no. That, that, you know, let me just add a couple other people because now I'm thinking somebody's gonna say, "Yeah, mention me." But there's also. Uh, Skylar Raston's a nice kid. He was in Pitch Perfect one yeah, sure, and two. Sure. I think he's a he's a really good actor. He's done a lot of TV stuff, but he's another great guy, man. Another New York kid. You know, I think he's living out in LA now. But he he's he's good, man. He saved me. I was doing a seminar out in, uh, for the UFC gym, and man, I was I was gonna miss that miss that uh, plane for sure. That guy literally saved my ass. Really, me and Jessica Rye. Yeah, we were we a hundred. I just barely made the plane. <laughs> But without him, I mean, he's just a good guy. And he was in the middle of doing something. I just like, please, you got to just take me to the airport, kind of. That's awesome. Yeah, I think they, they were trying to pitch him on something at the gym, and he just dropped everything and, and did that, you know. So and, uh, Federico Castellucho and a couple other guys that were in The Sopranos, just really down-to-earth good guys that Joe Rogan, I mean, he's a celeb, I guess, at this Yeah, you know, he's I mean, a think super about celeb, it. I mean, for sure. Ain't a better guy than that. You know, so they're all guys. I'm just, I'm starting to think like I, you know, of course they're going to go, of course you're talking about Kevin James, you know, but, uh, no, no, <laughs> no but there's a lot of, they're all Kevin good guys. James too, yeah. No, no, he's a good dude. If, if, if you didn't know 
who he was and you were to walk into the gym while there's wrestling or whatever, he looks like every other parent in there. And oh, he's, he's, a, he's a good girl. In no way, shape, or form. And Dr. Sherry, you know, and Ray, you know that there are many celebrities of that caliber who that is not the case. They will make sure you know that they are special in some way and almost demand that treatment. But yeah, listen, and it, like and it could be James. the New York factor, too, because, you know, even Skylar asked him, he's singing my daughter happy birthday on my phone and He's just a, That's it, there's awesome. a lot of nice people. No, there's some there. good people. There who really make is it. some really, really good people, you know. So there's some good people who make it for sure. Hey folks, check out Wimp to Warriors at Longo and Weidman MMA at the gym. Wimp to Warrior program puts participants, regardless of experience in martial arts or fitness levels, on a twenty-two week training schedule, which culminates in them competing in an amateur MMA fight. The transformative experience culminates with these men and women becoming stronger, healthier, and more confident people in every aspect of their lives while taking on the ultimate challenge. So at the gym, you'll have UFC and Bellator fighters and top coaches like Ray Longo and others who will assist in the training of the Wimp to Warrior participants. And they'll do it in personal instruction, mentoring on the nuances of training and fighting. That's LongoandWidemanMMA.com. And while you're over there, there's a million classes you can take and a million people you can actually train with. So even if you don't want to do the Wimp to Warriors uh, program, if you've got a kid who, who, who you want to do some exercise, some anti-bullying stuff, if you want to refine, improve, enhance your life in any way, there's some excellent people in there like my good buddy who I love so much, Jenny Nadell, who are more than happy to train with Jenny. you. You got, you got Drago, Pete Drago selling there doing privates and jujitsu at Drago. all levels. You got some great some great people in there uh, who <laughs> I said Ray Ray is delirious. He's delirious. That's so, it. I'm starting He's to lose it, folks. It. Where's Munkin's mother? Is she here? I like her. Is she coming tonight? Quote of the day. Where, where's Munkin's mother? <laughs> I ro- I rolled with Munkin the other day, and he the, it's the first time I've seen him since that episode. Uh, he he really and is he a great. Really, film. really enjoyed it. He really and I told him the funniest part for me was what yeah. you said today too. I said, but the best was first of all how sincere Ray was in his eyes, <laughs> and second how he, how he was telling me like almost perplexed like and now when I look at Ryan like he's almost better looking now when I just when I look uh. at at him. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good dude. He is Big good. things coming down for Monken in the future. Yeah, man, I got he's a good a, feeling on he's him. He's a good dude, and he just, he, like he said, he he just did the uh, announcing for uh, that event in the weekend at the Tropicana. Yeah, that was the first time with Flow Wrestling. Yeah, Flo yeah, Flow Grappling. grappling yeah. yeah, they're they're a big site. They're doing a lot of which the big is ones. Usually, I think they're a great site. They do a great job with the with the wrestling and the kids wrestling. And I know a lot of wrestling, people kids use wrestling, yeah. jujitsu. They're doing all the they're doing a lot of the IBJJF jujitsu nice. tournaments. So you're seeing a lot of high quality stuff on there. Um, on more on the the Connor Khabib card. I'm going with Khabib. You're going with Khabib. Uh, Doctor Sherry, can you? Yes, I'm not working that, so I'm going uh, with Khabib. All right, great. Uh, you got Ferguson, Pettis, St. Pruvis, Reyes, uh, Lewis versus Volkov, Waterson versus Herrig. Uh, yeah, O'Malley versus Canones. The only reason I'm interested in that one is uh, that would be great if 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 Marab can get a fight with that guy. Wait, which guy is that? With O'Malley. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that's going to happen. I think that would be a great fight. Yeah. I saw him, So I'm hoping he wins. So they can both both go in 
uh, with a win. I would really want that from Marab. Have you see? Have you been following Marab at all? I've been following Marab on Instagram, and he's a superstar oh, he's now. He's a over superstar. There, huh? Yep. Couldn't, yep. couldn't happen Good. to a nicer guy. He's a super TV. He's so happy to get back over there, too. He is a superstar over there. TV, models everywhere. Mm-hmm. Marab just living it up. Mm-hmm. Way to go, Marab. And we got Bazooka fighting at Bellator. Bellator, we got James Gonzalez. We got Bazooka fighting. Hobson Gracie fighting. And that's on the Chael Sonnen uh, uh, Fedor fight, right? Very excited. Very That's excited for exciting. that card. Yeah, I'm happy for the guys too that get to fight at the Coliseum. Um, I, I think it's a good, good stuff, and everybody's looking good. So and UFC be. 230 still without a main event. I might have to step in there with yeah, CM Punk if that's the case. I'm about 180 pounds, CM Punk. My money's on you. <laughs> that's good money right there. But yeah, I might have to step in there, Ray Longo. But I, if not, they might have to find someone else. Who I do think, you think Logan, Logan Paul is going to main event that? That's what I think. <laughs> Logan Paul. Could you imagine what other fighters would think? Uh, and they would I do mean, it in yeah, a second. Right, that would exactly. it. There would be some sort of a boycott or protest. Um, you have a coup. But at two thirty, we do have Chris Weidman looking strong. Weidman's looking good. I think Travola had a great day the other Steamroller. day. Steamroller. Steamroller looking good. I like it. I like what I saw the other day. Team Roller's got that mindset. He's he, he's got that mindset in in the right place. I think that uh, he's putting in the training. Same with Chris. Love seeing Chris so motivated and and dedicated to to training in every way, from hills to everything that he's doing. It's gonna be a great a great brand spanking new Chris Weidman, and that's gonna be exciting uh, to watch. Looks like we're gonna get. Joanna Champion versus Valentina Bullet Valentina Shevchenko at uh, two thirty one. That's going to be a good fight. Uh, yeah, I think they already fought Thai boxing and uh, Valentina won. Uh, you know, one's coming down from thirty five. She's fought some killers. You know, Joanna, I love her. I just saw her in Moscow. She's moving up. Uh, should be interesting. You know, who's going to perform better at a weight they never fought at before? That that bullet Valentina man, she just seems like, she, yeah, she yeah. just seems like not, she's not taking you, no for she's an not taking no for an answer. She'll fight a brick wall like mm-hmm. she'll she seems like she'll she'll set up a plan and do it. The most the most interesting was was her calling the last fighter where she said, "Nah, she, well, unless she's standing in front of me, I won't believe it." And yeah. she called it from the beginning. That's some for me. I'm like you. That's some primal shit. You mm-hmm. like smelled it. You smelled something from the moment you met this chick. You said this chick is not going to fight me. Some something. Wasn't, almost wasn't she involved in that shooting? Where I think she took a trainer's gun and started shooting the guy. <laughs> Did you I, see that or no? No, but I. I Can you look that up, Christa, Christa I, do, I doubt. Listen, I doubted zero percent. I watched her be interviewed. And yeah. I said, no, this one will. You have to kill this chick to be like you. That's not. She she'll fight a wall and win. She she's got that mindset where she. I gotta tell you who'd she beat the other girl, uh, the Venezuelan vixen. She was good. That kid too. I think she armbarred her. Was that her? Look it up right now. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. She was in a robbery in Brazil. Well, she was in a restaurant where the place was getting robbed. And I think she stabbed the guy in the eye with a fork. 
<laughs> and that was just the waiter. <laughs> and that was that was just the appetizer. When she got to the main course, she took an AK forty seven, just started spraying the place with bullets. She comes across her interviews are really really nice, but there's something really really primal about her. She um, let's see her UFC record. She was in K one. She did all kinds of stuff. No, no, she's good, man. That was, uh, right? You're saying she beat Pena? Pena, yeah. Juliana Pena. Lost Pena, to Amanda Pena was on a roll, too, yeah. By split decision. Lost to Amanda Nunes. Yeah, we saw, split that. we saw that fight, though. That fight yeah. was, I don't know if there was a winner in that fight. You know, it was pretty cautious, I think. I think uh, Valentina definitely thought she won that fight. And she very may well have. So, you know, she's, that's what I'm saying. She's been in there with the top of the top. She really has. You know, and she's, unless that weight cut is not natural for her, I think that's that's going to be a but tough But look fight. at this. I know folks listening aren't seeing I'm scrolling through her records with, with Ray. Look at this. Yeah, no, she's okay. been fighting forever. She's been fighting. Now, do they have the, uh, the Brazilian robbery post. listed? On the, no, but do they as, list as that a on victory? the record? Yeah. That, that was a fight stoppage. Yeah. Okay, so it was a TK. You know what I do find interesting? Speaking of fight stoppage, and I, and I know we we don't want to go. Oh too... shoot! There he is. Look at him. Wow. Yeah. When everyone dies, <laughs> um, was the Herb Dean thing? Oh yeah. It just it 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 died right there. Like everyone, nobody made a hubbub about it. I think that there was something to what you said. I refuse to even. I re, I refuse. I don't even know what you're talking you, about. You I actually don't even know what you're talking about. And you about. said it again on Anik and Florian. I don't even know what you're talking. I had such a great time in Moscow. I don't even know what the hell you're talking. It was, about. It was amazing. Such a, I got treated All like I a know king. Is that nobody, and I'm not talking to Ray anymore. I'm saying in general to everyone in the room, nobody brought it up. Like it was like nothing happened, nothing to see here. And I I don't know. I, there might have been something uh, to that. And. <laughs> you're gonna have to update me i have no idea what I, you're talking I, I about believe you. i believe you a hundred percent and we'll move on to next feedback question <laughs> feedbacks at mmaandbeyond.com and again folks listening before we get to this last feedback question please 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 i know you enjoy the show i know you listen to it please leave us a five-star review on itunes even if it's just a thumbs up you know it doesn't have to be anything long-winded just let other people know that this is a show that you like and that tells them that they might like it also. I know when I'm listening to Rogan or Fighter and the Kid or or um, Bisping Show or anything like that, I listen to several MMA podcasts, and the way that I find them is is through recommendations, and those recommendations come from the ratings. So if you could help us out like that, that would be fantastic. Uh, let's go with Nick V. Nicky V, oh, my favorite. Nikki V, we love Nikki V. Nikki V says, "Congratulations on becoming the best fight sports podcast in under a year. This is a testament to your hard work and the respect you have earned." After this week's Radio City press conference was, after this week's Radio City press conference was Dana White's sacrilegious when he said McGregor is even better than my hero Muhammad Ali in working oppressor. Ali admittedly took gorgeous George Stick to a new level. McGregor is entertaining like a shock jock, but better than Ali? Thoughts? 
Thanks. Yeah, I think it's. it's I don't know because I yeah. wasn't. I I wasn't paying attention to that at that time. I think it's different. But what do you think? Yeah, right? it's totally different. And you know, it's I I I I don't like when the originator of something. You know, you start comparing it to that. So would there have been a McGregor without an Ali? You know, right. And That's would, a great and, point. You know what I'm saying? And Ali was really good at what he did. He didn't know how to sell fights. I think he he did it. I think he did it better personally. Um, but you know, it was a it was a pretty uh, hectic time in America when he was doing well, it too. So well, I, that's I that's him... another thing. Like his his you're talking about a black dude who was also in social having social issues in a time yeah, where he I was mean, also having the courage to step up. Exactly. Nobody's threatening that, McGregor's life or not. trying to bomb his house right. or yelling racial things yeah, to so him. I, yeah, I, like I think at the time he did it, I have to give it up to Ali, which I didn't even like him at the time, but as time went on, I switched and really respected him. And you know, That must have been an interesting time because you know, just the transition from Cassius Clay. Was it as like a... I don't know that you would get away with that now. You know, that look at like the Kaepernick thing does right. to our country now. Exactly. So what would refusing going to jail because you refuse to go in the armed forces would would we even have would he even be able to come out and have that impact? Yeah, that's another good point. You know, but you know, obviously I always talk about my dad, you know, serving and he definitely wasn't happy with it. You know, yeah. it wasn't like, you know, so I was probably influenced by the way he was reacting, but uh I don't know. As time went on, I, I I did start to respect the guy for what he was doing, and he look. He, here's the difference. He paid. He paid the ultimate sacrifice. He lost years of his prime in boxing. I right. mean, that was a guy that was serious. You know what I mean? I'm not feeling that with Kaepernick. What he lose? Right. You know no, what? Right, what right. he sacrificed. This guy sacrificed. I think three years, three years of his life. Of his life. I mean, think about it. You know, even if you look back on all those guys, the DiMaggio and all those guys that Ted Williams that went into the service and came back out and played baseball in the prime of their lives. I don't know. I mean, those are the guys that should be put up on a pedestal. I don't give a, right. you know, you know what I mean? Like it's, I don't, I don't want to get political. I'll get attacked again. But, uh, you, you know, get attacked? But, oh, always. 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 But, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, but that's like that. See, what Ali, he did, he was willing to sacrifice. You know, he didn't get no endorsement deals from that. Right. He had to come back out and earn it. And, like, again, I could tell you not like him because, I mean, I was a big You're Joe saying Frazier he, fan. He wasn't cool or hip for it. Yeah. It, it no, wasn't no, the no, trendy no. thing. I think he it was, was he was doing what he really believed. It was a totally different feel than what I feel with this other stuff. Totally different back then. And, like, again, I, I, I love Joe Frazier, and I, I really became an Ali fan and re respected him towards the end, you know, because – I realized the sacrifice and what he was doing, and I think he had a great impact on everybody. He was a great ambassador for the sport, and uh, yeah, that was it. And that must have been that must have been huge back then, especially since there wasn't. Now we have so many opportunities to go viral and that kind of stuff. Right. There's so many different outlets, but even back then, there's a few there's a few TV stations. There's a few ways you're going no, to see well, or the, hear. First this. of all, there's three or four stations. Right. That's it. You know. But it magnified everything. It wasn't like it was a viral, but 
you you glued your eyes to the TV anytime there was something like that going and, on. And and even even parodies of Ali at the time. Like you could be watching. Remember Benny Hill? Remember that oh, show? Yeah, there, was some, yeah. <laughs> there would be like Benny Hill would come on Channel Nine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, come on Channel Nine, and you'd see that kind of those like parodies of even of even uh, those type of fighters, the Ali type of fighters that would that would uh, and Benny Hill would do it in like blackface, something horrible, but it would still it would still be the parodies of that, and for for you to have that kind of impact. So I understand what Dana White is saying, Nick. Personally, think of what Conor McGregor has done for Dana White. Yeah. Think of what, how vital he was for the transition of that sale that, that put those 400 plus. Now, Dana White and the Fertitta brothers did an incredible job building that UFC. No doubt, undoubtedly built an incredible platform. McGregor took that platform and really launched it to a place where they were able to sell it for billions of dollars and put 400 plus million in Dana White's pocket. So, yes. I think that that's going to be Dana White's perspective, just like most of the people are now are going to say, "Oh, McGregor's a hundred times better." Just like when Tyson came out, he they all he'll beat the shit out of Ali, and when Ali came out, they, I, it's always about that. But your point, Ray, is I seems fantastic to me. People who say, "Is Xbox does Xbox exponentially better than the Atari?" Right. Sure, but would it exist without? Would one exist without the other? And and so I, I like that. Well, I, no, and, and let me interrupt you for one second. Like, there's two guys that come to mind. Like, even Bruce Lee. If you look at Bruce, like the tapes of him working out now, yeah, it's nothing exceptional. But in 1968, the way that guy was thinking and what he was doing was MMA. so far ahead of where everybody else was. And I was, you know, doing martial arts in, like, 73. It was... You know, it was caveman-ish, you know what I mean? And here's a guy just hitting a heavy bag was, like, revolutionary. You know what I mean? So, yeah, now you could look at him, well, anybody could do that. Yeah, but, you know, you wouldn't have been doing it if he didn't start it. You know, it's like, and Jimi Hendrix on the guitar, the guy was out of control for the years he was playing. I mean, without Hendrix, there is no other. Maybe it doesn't evolve as the way it did because right. everybody could play like Hendrix did, but when Hendrix was playing, he was he was light years ahead of everybody. Light years ahead of everybody. Somebody told me a story once. They read uh, they were in Central Park, and like uh, for an example, uh, the Mamas and the Papas were like maybe the main event. You know, you nobody even knows who the hell I'm talking <laughs> about. Let's or some other you know like a mellower group. And they're just sitting there. He's hanging out in Central Park, and the place just goes silent. Everybody's looking at each other, and it was Hendrix. They had no idea. Wow. He's like, everybody was just blown away. Like, they never heard anything like that. And by the time the the main event, you know, the main uh, headline that came on, which wasn't the Mamas and the Papas, but somebody like the Turtles, whatever it was, you know, people would just bring the other guy back like what did we just say like it was it was almost like in back to the future right, right. when he starts playing chuck berry right. in a you know, ahead like, of the time right you know what i'm saying like I, those guys when you're the first guy like that i don't think nobody should compare you to them they're going to compare people to bruce lee uh, 40 50 years later i don't know same thing with hendrix man that guy could play at that time out of control 
the 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 crazy of the time. That we're, we're, yeah, you we're have to put brain. yourself in that period of time to be able to even come close to making that decision. To see, like, to, it, it takes that gap of time to see what a visionary they were. Yeah, I know. Way ahead of his. I mean, even now, the guy holds, I mean, they hold the test of time. People are still watching Bruce Lee movies. Right. People are still listening to Hendrix. They're listening to Using Zeppelin. Using the Bruce Lee philosophy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, it w- back back then, back in the in the seventies, let's say, was there still a lot of that kind of bullshit mystical oh, well, karate of kind of stuff? The point where they like they still like that's still and, that, they go like this that and still you fall exists over. today. You don't you see when Rogan puts yeah. up the fake uh, yeah. whatever the like hell he this calls is totally it. legit. Whatever. I mean, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Whatever it is. I mean, it's it's actually hysterical. It's comical, but. And just the way, and I'll tell you who else, the Gracie's got to go right in there for a modern day thing. Right. Nobody knew what the hell was going on in those first UFCs. You know what I mean? So you got to give them credit. Now everybody could do a triangle and an arm bar and <laughs> right. sit in the garden. Back then it was, they blew everybody away. So I mean, like, again, they're, they're the most modern, I think we could compare. So you want to say, is so what, is so-and-so better than Hoist? They probably are better than Hoist. But without Hoist, they're not even existing today. You know right. what I mean? So I don't like those comparisons. Well, I, I, at all. I like that. I like that idea. Do you have? Do you? Do you see it any going anywhere soon? Do you see fighting styles or fighters or types of fighters where you you kind of see that that's where the MMA scene or the martial arts scene is going? Uh, Someone I don't that think might be considered much, a visionary. Well, you know, at I some think point. now it's just whatever you have, just doing it to the highest level possible. You just look at the last 10 fights and how people are getting knocked out. It's always either a rear naked choke. It's always a basic move, a hook cross, a hard right, right. you know, but it's done at a, there's things that you don't see when you're looking at a fight. When you're in there, you see them or you don't see them, you know, but it's the little nuances now that I think it's everybody taking basic principles and just doing them to the highest level possible. And that's, attribute based and you know has science and technology helped that at all i would think you know everything has helped it you know just being you know even getting your nutrition down recognizing that you you need sleep and water you know what i mean (laughs) i don't know how helpful would it be if the ufc around or for any fight but let's just say the ufc you, you have ufc fighters if they were Let's say in the octagon, there are five cameras, let's say, positioned just right. above the cage or something, shooting at those different angles. How helpful would it be for you as a trainer to be able to access your fighter's fights or a fighter's fights from all those angles? I th- look, look, more angles, the better. But I think we do a pretty good job. We could see it now. But, okay. yeah, the more angles, you know, you could always pick up something different or a little something right. here and there. Yeah. It makes a difference, but I think I that's think, a tool that they should have. I think that's a tool they should have for their, uh, for people who are in their organization. <laughs> Just a side note for the, for the UFC, folks. This is MMA and Beyond. I want you to check out MMAandBeyond.com. I want you to check out Ray Longo MMA, Longo and Weidman MMA.com. You could listen to Ray Longo say things, funny things, on the Anik and Florian podcast every Monday. And uh, I think you could also watch. Can they still watch that? I yes, they can. <laughs> I don't even know. You don't even know. Uh, I I hear them. So I listen every yeah, week. Yeah. And your your segment, I, I enjoy their podcast. Your segment is funny, of course. Uh, but they're always talking about what you're wearing and stuff like that. So are only they looking at you, or is this feed going somewhere? People. Well, I mean, at one time they it. definitely was on YouTube. So I think okay. people were looking, but they we're all looking at each other all when right. I do the podcast for all sure. Right. 
<laughs> so they could see when I'm just woke up and I don't shave. Or if it's too hot. What is, the, like, what is that called? I got a head of cabbage. Yeah, some cabbage like, or lettuce. Cabbage or patch like doll. That, I don't right? know. What he... Something like that. It's funny. It's funny because the, the dynamic between you and Anik is funny because Anik is sometimes goes a little hard at you and then gives Kenny shit for not going hard at you. It's, it's a, it's a good dynamic, but if you don't listen to the Anakin Florian podcast, definitely check it out. And you can always hear the Ray Longo minute there. I'm a pretty findable fella at Steve Maraboli, Steve Maraboli.com. Dr. Sherry. I'm afraid to say it. No, say <laughs> oh, it. Yeah. Say, say it. It's my favorite. Go ahead. Krista <laughs> Badoo, she wants I have to change my handle. This yeah. is not going to work. No. You can find no. me at Combat of Sports <laughs> Consulting <laughs> Services International. Bullied by Ray for the handle. Okay. Yeah. We got bullied. That handle lasted yeah. one day. Yeah, if you don't have a squared away handle in this place, That's don't it. even it's, bring it up. It's over. And the, the last guy that was here is in the gulag at this point. I can't even God. mention his name. Got God. a gag order. By the way, uh, Mike, how's that haunted house going? I couldn't hear you. What was that? <laughs> Man, I, I guess that's not happening. I mean, Halloween is like three Halloween weeks away. Halloween is very soon. Look, I it mean, is the Anakin Florian podcast. You are oh, there. Wow. There you go. You are there. Holy shit, am I good looking? I didn't even realize it. Look at that. It. You're a movie star. Those eyes, Ray. Look at that. That's what everyone talks about. Damn, what the hell's the matter with my hair? That's what they're <laughs> what talking about, probably. This is one of the episodes they probably mentioned your hair. Wow. You were probably sweating your ass off when you did this. <laughs> oh, he does? Thinking, Florian makes me laugh. That's so funny. So oh, where so are they? Something. They're just like wherever? Everybody's. I think Florian's the only guy in the studio, I think. It's a good show. John Anik's like an encyclopedia, man. He's awesome. Anik's a good dude. He, That's a really nice guy. He knows his numbers, his everything. This guy, is, I know it's what he does. Look at laughing. Look at him. He can't control himself. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's what John Anik does, but I, I admire that. The ability to retain that much information is No, nah, you know what? Look, Anik's a professional. Yeah. He does his homework. He comes in prepared. And retains it. No, I can no, read yeah. this all, but I'm not retaining. Like, yeah. he retains it and is able to just talk, 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 yeah. and, and have this down. I admire that so much. I mean, obviously, why he's a professional broadcaster. He's not laughing at this. But... I, don't, I can't even hear it. I think it's funny. <laughs> just watching no, everybody laugh. No, it's a good laugh. show. You're... you're your segments on because sometimes they will have just interviewed somebody and then you come on and you're ridiculous or they'll be talking about like betting lines. John Anik seems to be really into betting. Yeah, yeah. And so he'll be talking about, you know, underdogs and plus minuses and then you'll come on and and this happens. Yeah. <laughs> this happens. So you could you could catch Ray on the Anik and Florian podcast. As well. Or you can come to the studio and we can watch it here together. Or we could all just sit here and watch Ray's Longo's Minute. It's the first time I've seen it. Is is that bad? It's the first time I've seen it, too. I I always hear them mention what you look like. I didn't realize that. Oh, Oh, that's really cool. I love that Ray is looking up, but at the same time, not at the camera. That might be my favorite part of this whole thing. He's trying to decide whether or not he's also drink his leave coffee. a five star rating at MMA uh, at MMA and Beyond on iTunes to help people find us. 
Congratulations to everybody out there pursuing and endeavoring some great stuff. Thank you so much for listening to our show. We'll catch you next time.